0: Hey everybody, welcome to In the Guidance of Geekdom. I'm Janice Hawkins. And I'm Deanna Chapman. And this is the show where we watch episodes of Tip Your Hands Off Izoken" and an accompanying
1: piece of media and then talk about them. What did we watch this time, Deanna? This time we watched episode 10, which was titled Against Our Independent World. I don't really know why that was the episode title, but then we also watched Liz and the Bluebird.
0: They say something at the very end of the episode where the student council gal Sawande is like oh there they are again in their own little world and i think that that's probably it okay because they usually say the name of the episode in the
1: episode yeah or it's like part of the plot at least like the festival thing was yeah anyway (laughs) anyway
0: liz and the bluebird what homework did i give you what thing did i want you to watch for in liz and the bluebird
1: Nonverbal storytelling because we love a good show don't tell and this did a lot of showing and not a lot of words you say we always love that but uh i think you said that you didn't love it so much this time i did not have fun with this movie
0: that's fair not have fun with is an understandable concept
1: it was good yeah and i hated almost every minute of it
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel about akira we've we've Flipped the script.
1: That's fair.
0: Well, we'll get into that more later.
1: Or we won't.
0: We will. We will. I will. You can join me in my little life raft support. I'll carry you through the Uh. watching the movie again. But for now, let's talk about Isaac I don't know what that metaphor was. (laughs) The look on your face says a lot. Sometimes I think when we record, "Mm, should we be looking at each other? (laughs) Because if I can see your judgment... (laughs) that changes the dynamic for the people at home <laughs> this is my
1: tired face fair fair so is again what happened so the girls were told that they can't make money off of their project which is rude extremely rude extremely rude says a person who makes no money off of her projects so that's fine <laughs> <laughs> and you have like this mini economics lesson <laughs> From Cotton I love the,
0: like, debate between her and the adults about, like, the ethics of it all.
1: Yeah, because the adults are dumb. The adults are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no good reason for it at all. Yeah, their arguments don't make sense. She
0: says a line where they, like, are trying to, like, impart to her the importance of, like, just enjoying it and having fun. And she's like... The effort itself is the reward and then she's like ah eh, it's like an extracurricular cliche like the people who indulge in it learn the hard truth later when they're adults and i feel like that's how anyone who has ever worked on something they're passionate about has probably had to come to grips with
1: this whole conversation was very upsetting <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to scream except i don't yep. do that so i just did it internally that's fair <laughs> Whose side are you on in it, though? I guess
0: Kanamori's? Yes. They, like, let the kids make money?
1: Well, because here's the thing. She points out that they raise money for something, or they make money for some event. The festival, I think it was. It's like, isn't that exactly what the school is doing?
0: Yeah, that's true. And then they're like, well, that's for people who are coming to the festival, not outsiders. And she's like, okay.
1: Yeah. The town asked us to do it, so it's basically the same thing? Yeah, and it's like... We would do stuff on campus all the time that would make money for whatever club we were doing it for. Like, what difference does it make? Like, for basketball, we'd spend all day Saturday washing cars just for, like, fundraisers. Dang.
0: But you guys would use that money, and it would go back into the club, right?
1: I don't know. Okay. Well, because we still had to pay fees to play basketball, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know what we were raising money for, like, if we already paid for our stuff. My school
0: club had a bank account, and that bank account is where the, like, club money went, so none of us could, like, touch it for individual things, but we literally just, like, turned it back into, like, buying instruments and, like, for, like, the school band or, like, going towards the next event that we were going to fundraise for. Like, it was, like, just money that turned
1: into money for making the money that turned into, like, like they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I really liked the part of this episode where they go sound hunting.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I thought you would like that. It reminds me of when you talk about that sound thing that you watched. Oh, the Lucasfilm thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. And Asakusa (laughs) is just like tagging along. And... Kanamori gets so mad at her. Oh, yeah, because
0: she's supposed to be doing the storyboards.
1: It's been, like, months, or, like, at least a month, and she's just not finished anything. Yeah, so Asakusa tries to just, like, reason with her as to why this is a good idea. Mm -hmm. And the number of times that Kanamori yells at her for having other ideas. Yeah.
0: I love it. She puts her in, like, a headlock and,
1: like... Yeah, I think... I sent you a picture where it was like, can you please finish one thing first? I mostly just text you screenshots or pictures of the show so that I remember to mention them on the podcast, but we have sent a lot of texts since yeah. then. She says,
0: stop talking about other projects. Focus on finishing the one you're working on. Hmm.
1: Not relatable whatsoever.
0: Just me yelling at you.
1: <laughs> and then... Earlier in the episode she says it's not money that i like it's productive activities and then i think the line after that was something about having the money to be productive basically yeah. <laughs> and i was like that's that's also not relatable whatsoever <laughs> at all i love all of that i love every single thing that like
0: comes up as they're like going on their little adventure asuka says like oh That reminds me of a great idea that we could put in this anime. Oh, that reminds me. And then (laughs) Kanamori's just sitting there, like, pulling her, like, skin off her face. Like, how does it all connect? How's it all related? What does this make sense? What are the UFOs fighting? Why is there a bell? Like, what are you doing? The problem
1: is relating to all of these characters (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) It's just a constant internal war.
0: It's funny because when we
1: started watching
0: this, you said that you related, I think, the most to Kanamori and I was sitting there going, I feel like you've got some strong asakusa tendencies. <laughs> and I feel like kanamori sometimes when you're talking about like your ideas and stuff. When I'm like, Deanna, do less. Deanna,
1: what do you focus on this thing? Here's the thing, Janice. You know I don't listen. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you want to know how many other things I've agreed to. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't.
0: Um, so, okay. Speaking of you and your works and your projects, when... They have that, like, little imagining thing at the end um, where they have the little chime thing in the water set up and they start imagining together. You can, like, see the sound waves in the ground and Domeki, like, shows them how to, like, slice and layer them, like, in a really tangible way. Uh Uh-huh. And I paused and I thought, I think this is what Deanna's job is like. This is what I mentally picture when I think about what your work
1: must be like. (laughs) I think I posted something on Instagram recently about an episode that I was editing and you're not on Instagram. So I don't know if I sent this to you or not, but it was a podcast with seven people on it. Oh, that's right. (laughs) And it was so much editing. (laughs) Seven individual audio tracks to put together. Yeah. And then that doesn't even count like the intro and outro tracks that got added later Mm -hmm. so it was a lot yeah
0: that's what i imagine when i think of you
1: doing your work i don't do that much with sound i put sound effects in every once in a while like someone asked me to bleep something Mm -hmm. in an episode that i did this morning so i had to go find that sound effect and drop it in
0: you don't just have the bleep button right there so you can
1: no i don't have that interface anymore janice oh that's right and also I wasn't recording that, so mm-hmm. it's not as helpful. I just don't understand how sound effects work in the <laughs> in the post script, so I
0: just assume that there's a button you can press while you're listening to it that records a new bleep over it.
1: No, if you're in post-production, <laughs> you have to take the file and drop mm-hmm. it in and then put it where it needs to go.
0: Ah. Uh. I suppose that makes sense
1: so it's just like a mp3 or WAV file i'm
0: nodding my hand head understanding i've had to send you wave files every week and
1: i definitely know what a wave file means that's good <laughs> uh, anything else about the episode okay so when they went to get that horn noise <laughs> <and> <laughs> they were holding their breath yeah it was just really funny because it was like so overdramatic. <laughs>
0: They're all just like sitting there. I don't even know that they knew that they were holding their breath when the chimes went off. And it's just like, like, I felt like I did it too. They were like, okay, it's happening. Be quiet. And I like, and then
1: as soon as they're done, and they're like, we did it. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. These asthmatic lungs can't do that. So it was just like, <laughs> no, I'm going to breathe. Thank you. they the way
0: that they did the sound hunting in this. I can't wait to tell you about some stuff and how they worked on this movie that
1: we watched. But before we dive into that, I guess I should tell you about its like history or whatever. Give me the background for this movie. I had a very bad time with. Sorry. Fascinated to know more about that in a bit. It's mm. so Liz and the bluebird. <laughs> uh, this is a
0: 2018 movie made by the production company Kyoto Animation, uh, based on the anime TV series that they worked on called Sound! Euphonium. Um, Sound Euphonium is, was a novel and then a manga, um, all by the, the same name, written by Ayano Takeda, and the novel was illustrated by Niki Asada.
1: Basically, do you know what a sports anime is? I know. I, I, <laughs> I, I was trying to think of the name of the one I saw recently. What sport did they play? Probably basketball. I don't know that one. I swore I saw this recently, and I'm totally blanking on the name. There's two basketball animes. There's, like,
0: an old one that's one of the, like, OG sports animes, and then I think there's a more recent one, but I
1: have not seen either. I'm gonna look for it. So, carry on. Okay.
0: So, um, sports anime is, like, a big genre that all has to do with, like, the teams you're forming and the friendships you're making and overcoming, like, goals together. And, um... There was one, I, there's been a bunch, um, but like I remember Prince of Tennis and Haikyuu and um, Free are ones where it's like tennis, volleyball, and swimming kind of like blew up. And then we got to a point where we had like sports animes all the time about a bunch of stuff. So in my opinion, Sundephonium is a sports anime, but it's for a concert band. And so they like. Okay. Do competitions and stuff and like you know they're like high school teens bonding together but um it's the same structure but it's like sports anime for nerds for people who
1: are so nerdy that they can't even understand the sports anime i don't know if that makes sense there's literally one called slam dunk and i feel like that's a little too obvious
0: is that the really old one though how old is that yeah original run 1993 uh huh. So this is this is the one where I think it's one of the first sports anime that I had ever heard of. So they get a they get a pass. Very obvious
1: name too.
0: Yeah, but it was in. I mean, it's a Japanese show calling it Slam Dunk. So like, it'd be like if we had a movie called Samurai. No, I don't know. That's not anything.
1: The Last Samurai is a thing. Yeah,
0: but Last is in English. But yeah, yeah.
1: I see what you're saying.
0: So the director of Liz and the Bluebird is Naoko Yamada. She's an animator in a lot of stuff. She's a director in a lot of stuff, and she was a storyboarder for a lot of stuff. Uh, she worked on a bunch of TV shows for Kyoto Animation, directing episodes of things like Clannad, Free, the swimming thing. Kaon, Lucky Star, Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. These things mean nothing to you, but they mean a lot to me in high school because those are pretty much all these things that I like watched all the time and I didn't realize that she had such a big hand in all of them. A tie-in to some other stuff that we've talked about, I read somewhere that she would copy images from the Pat Labor and Dragon Ball series as a child. So that's how she got into like drawing animation. The screenplay was by Reiko Yoshida, um, who also wrote the screenplay for a Miyazaki movie called The Cat Returns. And then A Silent Voice, which was also directed by Naoko Yamada. Both of them worked together on the Heike story, which is a original net animation ONA. We've talked about OVAs before, but this is an ONA that is being done by Studio Science Saru, the Masaki Yusua Eyes
1: Guy's studio. Okay. I think they did an episode or two of Star Wars Visions too.
0: They did. Yeah. Two. And then it was edited by Kengoshi Shigemura, who just edited a bunch of stuff for Kyoto Animation. The music for the Sound Euphonium series was done by Akito Matsuda, and Matsuda came back and did the main band performance of the Liz and the Bluebird song for this. But all the other music in it was done by Kensuke Yushio, who did A Silent Voice, is working on music for the upcoming Chainsaw Man, and also with Masaki Yusua, did the music for Ping Pong and Devilman Cry Baby, two of his other TV shows.
1: Part of me is really tempted to just want to talk about Chainsaw Man now, because that sounds like something I would enjoy way more than this.
0: You know, I would love for you to get into Chainsaw Man, cause I would love to know your feelings about it. I have two friends who really, really love it, but it seems super weird and I've been putting off getting into it, but right now it's just a manga. The show is being made. Um, and I, I, all I know about it, honestly, all I know about it is that somebody barfs in someone else's mouth and like there's chainsaws but it's like supposed to be cool and i don't even know what genre it is that is the weirdest thing to know <laughs> i know i know and i only know that cuz of a tattoo artist so i don't i don't know anything about chainsaw man other than two people i really respect love it okay i don't know what to do with that information so but i think you should you should check it out and report back please yoshio also did the music for a movie called words bubble up like soda pop Uh, which I almost made you watch next before swapping it out for a different movie. I think the colors and the music and everything in that are really good, though, so if you ever want to do stuff for
1: extra credit... Mm. (laughs) You're never going to watch anime again after this. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need a break. That's fair. At least. Yeah. Until the next season of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's fair. I think that's literally later this year. It's not going to be that long of a break.
0: Yeah, now they have so many shows that they can just, like...
1: Ugh.
0: Stagram. this is completely off topic and i'm sure you read it in the group chat but i just realized that we hadn't referenced dune in a while i recently re-watched jupiter ascending with uh our friend becky you did and there was like a point like 10 minutes into it where i looked at her and i said this is my dune and like affectionately it is my dune in the way that people who like dune like dune and uh
1: have you ever seen jupiter ascending no I don't think I have a Dune. I feel like
0: we can come up with one, but Star Wars might be your Dune, to be honest. Star Wars is Dune, basically. Yeah. There's like a big sandworm. It's a straight ripoff of Dune.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So Star Wars is your Dune. I guess. Jupiter Ascending is (laughs) fine. That's fair. That's fine. I can live with that. (laughs) Yeah. So that's
0: that's my little thing. People who know stuff, our five listeners, one of them might know this, and I think I've referenced it before, but I don't... Like, know enough about it to talk about it, but there was a terrorist attack on Kyoto Animation and that studio, a lot of employees died. And so um, it was sometime after one of the other sound euphonium movies that that happened. So um, most of the people who worked on this, either work on other things or are no longer living. I feel like it would be remiss of me not to mention that, but I don't know enough about it to go into detail on it. But that is a sad thing. But all of the people who I mentioned are, I believe, still active in animation. Okay. And so let's go from that bummer to a different bummer. (laughs) So you, you had a rough time with this movie?
1: I did not love this.
0: It's good. You said it gave you a hard time, like tick tick boom did and other people have like thought that you would find movies sad that you did not find sad so my question (laughs) for you is does it just have to be like a music heavy movie about emotions or what what hurt you
1: here's the thing i don't love musicals at all Mm -hmm. so i wasn't expecting to like tick tick boom okay but then people i know were like you should watch it and then i have a friend who was like, I have not stopped thinking about this movie. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> mm-hmm. because it had nothing to do with the music for Tick, Tick, Boom. It was more about, well, one, I should not have watched it the year I'm going to turn 30, because that's like the whole movie is like turning 30 and not having accomplished anything. It's very distressful. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's how I felt watching Bo Burnham's Inside, because they had that song about turning 30 and I turned 30 in the pandemic, like big point. <laughs> It was hard.
1: Yeah, I'm just not gonna watch that at all.
0: You haven't seen Bo Burnham since Okay, anyway.
1: I don't do comedy things, Janice. That's fair. And it's like a music... It's a comedy and it's a musical. So that's like two things you just said that you don't. I've literally only seen like three musicals. Hmm. Okay. I think. I've seen Chicago. I'm pretty sure I've seen Rent. I think the remake. And then Tick, Tick, Boom. That's not it. Because I've watched like Singing in the Rain and stuff. And some other old movies recently that had.
0: Did you watch Singing in the Rain just so that you would get all the Clockwork Orange references, or...?
1: No, because I have not seen a Clockwork Orange. Oh, you're lucky. I don't like it. I think I watched that when I took a History of Motion Pictures class in high school. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch it by choice, but I apparently watched Singing in the Rain at some point during that summer. Interesting. This was not a musical, but it had music. Tick, tick, boom, makes you feel a way... This was not a musical,
0: but... They're the only things I know that you've had struggles with. Why, what, what did this do to you?
1: (laughs) I've spent the last two days trying to figure out how to explain this. Uh Uh-huh. And I have not figured out how to explain it. Okay, all right.
0: I'll recap some of it, and maybe you'll, like, have the words for it as we go. Probably not. Okay. But that's
1: fine. Do you feel
0: like Misere, who uh, is struggling often to find the words (laughs) to say to nozomi how she feels or what's going on does that is that it blink twice <laughs> you have problems with words and that's all it is <laughs> you're not blinking okay she's not blinking at all.
1: no my eyes are burning that is how much i have not been blinking lately <laughs> so okay this movie
0: is easier the second time i gotta say i'm glad Uh, i've seen it before because i had a rough time with it the first time but it was easier this time for me i never want to watch this again (laughs) ever i i really love this movie and i think i love it i don't love the story the whole time the story hurts a lot but i really love watching it because
1: it's just so beautiful it's good it's really good Uh uh-huh and I, I should have taken pictures of some of the lines, because I didn't go back and write them down. But I wrote down one question, mm-hmm. and then I, I kept watching the movie, and I was like, I'm not going to have fun with this. And then I just stopped taking notes. So, uh, good job by me. Yeah, you paid attention. Yeah, I kind of wish I hadn't. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I've never seen you have
0: attitude. This is so great. I'm so sorry. Um... <laughs> All right, I'm going to recap it, though. Mizore and Nozomi are close friends from middle school. Um, They were in middle school in the Sound Euphonium series show, but they're, like, minor characters. And in this movie, they're high school seniors, and they're in concert band together. I hear... I've never seen Sound Euphonium, really, but I hear that obviously you can watch this movie without seeing the show and understand what's going on, and that's not necessarily true for other anime movies that exist. Their high school band is practicing for a competition, and the free piece of music that they're going to do is a story called
1: Liz and the Bluebird," So that's the title of the movie. Okay, so I just want to say when it first switched to the story, I was very confused what was happening. I was like, who is this white girl? <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized what was happening. I was like, oh, this is the book. Yeah. They were showing us the story in the book, which is there's like a storm and Liz goes outside, and there's just this person, like, laying face down. At the beginning of the movie, she met the blue bird first. That's fair. the blue bird flew on her hand, and they
0: were friends, and then, yeah, then after the storm. Yeah. She knew the bird. The bird
1: didn't just show up like, I'm obsessed with you. They were, like, on kind of good terms. (laughs) I'm sure birds do that all the time, just show up obsessed with people.
0: Mm -hmm. She nurses the little birdie girl back to health.
1: Right, because... It's this girl with blue hair, Mm -hmm. and it obviously stands out, Yeah, which is kind of the point. And so she nurses the bird slash person. This felt... It's like Dracula. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, it just changes and, like, flies off. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking that you meant, like...
0: The new person is trapped in the house slash castle, trying to
1: escape or something. You know, like there's so much. I was like, where is this going? For the listeners who don't know this, Janice <laughs> already knows this. It's been a very long week. It is eight forty three p.m. on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to use words right now.
0: That's fair. She can transform <laughs> between bat and or er, between bird and girl.
1: <laughs> yes. So that way, it's kind of like Dracula minus all the horror. So. Kinda of less fun for me, anyway. <laughs> Classic. Classic Deanna. <laughs> but like they kept kind of jumping back and forth between the main storyline and what's happening in the book. And I was kind of bored with this part. With the book part?
0: Or the Yeah. Really? Like I don't get me wrong, it's not like the most interesting. Like and they're obviously just trying to do these parallels for the sake of like
1: Yeah, it's like they were trying to give us the same story twice. Yeah. And I didn't need that.
0: That's fair, but I love the, like, watercolor backgrounds and the, like, art style in them. So anytime they went to it, I'm like, oh, this is delightful. It's a little beautiful, whatever.
1: I did like the bakery.
0: Yeah, the bakery looked so good. There's, like, strong Miyazaki vibes for me, or, like, Studio Ghibli vibes for me in the scenes where they're, like, in the storybook, because the little bird reminds me a lot of like Ponyo and the other girl reminds me a lot of Kiki's Delivery Service and I feel like you should watch one if not both of
1: them. I might have both of them in my list on HBO Max where a bunch of the Ghibli stuff is. You should definitely watch Kiki's Delivery Service but Ponyo is very cute. Yeah I, I think my plan is to do Kiki's and then Totoro. Totoro. I can't words right now, Janice. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't feel as invested in these characters. In the book characters? In-, in the book characters, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. for the Liz and the Bluebird part, I was just like, okay.
0: They're very much just reading a story. It's like, I mean, they're like dumb high school kids who don't have like ways to conceptualize their own feelings. And so they're like reading the story to understand themselves a little bit.
1: No idea what that's like. I feel like those scenes aren't for
0: us. They're for them. Because like, yeah, I feel like... Mizore doesn't know how she feels. But when she reads Liz and the Bluebird, she's like, oh, this is how I feel. And she's like, the whole time, both the girls, they have a duet based off of this. The third movement is a song called What We Do for Love. And in it, there's an oboe and a flute solo. Conveniently, these two are an oboe and a flute player. So they get to do together. When they read the story and when they play the music at first, they're treating Nozomi like the Bluebird and Mizore Mm -hmm. like liz and over the course of the movie mizuri is like constantly following behind nozomi and
1: constantly like staring at her back or her feet that was what i had a question about Uh huh. because most people walk next to their friends and i was like why is she so far behind her she's got all these feelings deanna <laughs> She doesn't know how to handle them. I don't know. It was really weird, though. It was. Because it's like she was outside on the stairs waiting for her Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the movie. And then, like, waits for her to walk past her. (laughs) Yeah. And then follows her. It was kind of strange. I was like, this is kind of odd. The director said something about how, like, when she did it
0: that way, when she had their relationship like that with the... Nozomi always like leading and Misori always like falling behind that when she imagines like when Misori grows up when she thinks about like middle school and high school she will just remember the back of Nozomi's head because that's all she was ever like looking at so like her kind of like growing up in this story is her learning to walk side by side with Nozomi her learning to like lead in the music piece like she realizes at some point that if she sees herself more as the blue bird, she realizes that she's like a talented musician who can go on to do great music things. And Nozomi realizes that she needs to let her go, but they actually like swap parts in the music. Cause I don't know if that's a thing you picked up on, but like the bird leads the song. Uh-huh. And so when they get ready to play the last time, uh, Mizori just like cuts her off and starts playing the blue bird part. And, uh, Nozomi has to, hang back and do the Liz part. And that's why it's like all emotional and they cry and blah, blah, blah. But, and then they walk side by side and they actually like walk in unison after that. So it's
1: like. And then they go get ice cream. Then they go get happy ice cream. Apparently. Yes. It was weird that the ending was just like, okay, fine. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to go get ice cream. I was like, what? (laughs) I feel like they led up to, because
0: the book Liz and the Bluebird, they part ways and they don't ever see each other again. And I feel like. When they have that, like, confession of, like, feelings moment where Nozomi is, like, letting her go and Mizori is, like, trying to, like, tell her how she feels and they, like, are hugging and whatever, like... I feel it. And then they like all the scenes from that on, they're like going separate directions. And you think, "Okay, it's going to be just like the book." But then at the beginning of the movie,
1: Nozomi says something about liking happy endings.
0: I like happy endings. And I feel like they just gave you that so that you could ha- she could have her little happy ending where they pretend like everything's fine. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Were you ever in like Band? I forget. No. Okay. I was. And I have a complaint about this movie. Okay. So Or maybe not a complaint, because it, like, makes sense in the context of the movie, but every time they go break off to do, like, the flute section does a flute practice, or like, the Uh oboe section does an oboe practice. Yeah. Mizori, of course Mizori is a better musician than Nozomi, because Mizori actually goes to practice when they do these breakout sections, and every single time they cut to the flutes hanging out, they are all just, like, eating and talking and not playing music.
1: Well, yeah, because Mizori won't talk to anyone else. So, of course, she's better at it, because what else is she going to do?
0: Yeah, but, like, Ririka, the, the like, sophomore or freshman girl who also plays oboe, uh-huh. when she starts joining her, they play music together. Like, they don't talk, they don't chat during that period of time. They actually, like, make reeds and, like, play music. But I've never seen the flutes play together.
1: That's fair. I mean... They weren't committed. I don't know. Because, like, we would split off into groups, for basketball practice, like, based on your position. hmm And there are some of us that definitely got a lot more dead than the others. Yeah. So it just seems normal to me. Seems normal. Ah, uh, Well... Also, there were way more f- flute players. Yeah. Because there were only, what, like, four... W- what did she call it? Double reed players? Two bassoons, two oboes. And Missouri wanted nothing to do with half of them for... For a very long time. The entire movie, and barely <laughs> the other one. Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, but what a good movie about friendship and love and... <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Okay, sure. Um, yeah, they, there's a lot of stuff that goes into the sound and the music that I will ask you about later. But for now...
1: well, wait, wait, what's your question? The question was about the walking thing. Oh, okay. I was like, that's weird. Why, why is that a thing? And you already explained that. But like the counselor lady, Miss mm-hmm. Niyama... I think at one point, her and Missouri were talking and she was just like, you care too much about the things you love. I was like, that is the weirdest thing to say to someone. She cares too much about the person she loves.
0: I wrote that quote down.
1: But is that how she phrased it? Yeah. I swore it said the thing you love. She says, I think you care too much about the one you love. What if you were the bird? Okay.
0: Yeah. But also, just to be fair, she's not... A counselor? She's just,
1: like, the Woodwind section teacher, so... Okay, I was confused because it looked like they were in, like, a science classroom.
0: Yeah, she just found her in the breakout session and was like, hey, since you're alone, I think that... I mean, she's the Woodwind coach, so she was like, hey, you're a Woodwind, you're really good, you could go to college for this.
1: Okay, I was just confused because, like, a lot of times like our coaches were also teachers like the boys basketball coach was the chemistry teacher Mm -hmm. so i thought she was just like a counselor and the music person she just music okay
0: she probably has like a different job most of the time (laughs) and then comes and gets paid to do that like on the weekends and after school or something okay if i
1: had to guess i don't know if you had coaches like that i mean yeah we had coaches who didn't teach a lot of them were subs thanks for bringing the jock talk to the show so that people so that we're real (laughs) well-rounded I mean, I wasn't in bands, so I yeah. I got nothing. It's good. No, you got you got basketball. You got slam dunk. I got sound
0: <laughs> Your thing came out 20 years before my thing.
1: But I just felt like that was like a really mean thing to say to her.
0: Yeah, it was. But she's also not their life coach. She's just some teacher
1: who likes wood instruments. Apparently. I was like, that's... I also, if a
0: girl was like, I could never let the person I love go, I would be like, calm down. You're like... <laughs> 17. So I kind of get it.
1: And then you mentioned the hug thing, whatever it's called. And it was like, Mizori was listing off all of these things and Nozomi was like, I like your oboe. <laughs> I was like, these are not remotely the same thing at all. But I think that was intentional
0: because so like with the with the love you hug, you're supposed to like tell the other person what you like about them, right? I think Nozomi loves so many things about Mizori. But because she is Liz trying to let the bird go, like how Liz was like, you have wings so that you can fly. You need to be out there like soaring high. I feel like Nozomi was like, I'm not going to tell you the things that I actually feel because then you won't leave. What I'm going to tell you is that I like your oboe and I like (laughs) how
1: hard you try on things so that you will go try hard on your oboe and leave. Maybe I just did not read this movie right at all, Janice. (laughs) That was not how I took that. I was like, oh, she does she clearly doesn't care as much. It comes off really harsh. I felt the same way the first time. Like I felt a little bit
0: gutted by that interaction. But I think on this watch I was like, oh, this is like a deliberate thing she's doing to try and be like, go on, get, we don't want you here anymore. One of the quotes that I have from the actual director of it, um, she was talking about at one point, uh, how she wanted to, like... she The director of this movie reminds me a lot of Mizusaki in Isoken Okay. Because she really wants to capture motion and character acting and stuff, like, specific ways. But um, one thing that she said about Nozomi was, like, when she lifts the corners of her mouth and narrows her eyes, it's recognized by other people that she's smiling. But she's the sort of girl who thinks that... Um, by, like, smiling, she can maintain a distance from people. Like, it's, like, an action she's doing to seem, like, agreeable, but by doing so is putting up a wall of how she truly feels with it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that scene reminded me of that. You were afraid you weren't going to have anything to talk about at this movie,
1: but look at this. Here we go. One more thing. The rude trumpet person. Yes. I was just like... She's really calling her out right now. But she wasn't wrong. No. She was just like, you're holding back and kind of screwing everything up. Honestly, that's what trumpet players are like.
0: They like just don't <laughs> hide their feelings. They don't have a they filter? Don't co- they don't sugarcoat. They don't have a filter. They're just like, here's what I think, and I'm amazing. <laughs> what instrument did you play, Janice? Saxophone. I'm the cool kid. I'm okay. the kid who didn't care enough. Notice how there were no saxophone major characters in this movie? There's a reason. You're the Lisa Simpson. Yeah. That's literally why I started playing Mm. saxophone. (laughs) I wanted to be cool like her. I'm shocked. I know, right? I have a bit, but the bit is one we've done before, and it's kind of on the note of talking about the director. But last time we talked about would this work as live action, it was with Akira, and that would be an incredibly stylistically difficult thing to do. But I wanted to bring the game back for this because... I think it's a completely different kind of movie. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this would work as live action and still be good or interesting? Yeah, I could totally see this working. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, what part are you worried wouldn't work? I haven't decided, to be honest. I should, like, set clear. I don't know that I don't think it would work, but I think it would be
1: so much harder to do. Because I just watched Suspiria, the original one, Mm -hmm. and I specifically pointed out a moment where the camera was just aimed at the feet of two people. Yeah. And it worked really, really well.
0: They love doing that in this movie too.
1: Yeah, except they're not walking on maggots in this movie. So Thank
0: God. (laughs) That would make a really weird... I guess with the bird, it wouldn't be too weird, but...
1: Yeah, I think that's where it would be tough is the sort of going back and forth between the main story and the book story and having that different style visually. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could obviously do it, There are plenty of movies where certain scenes don't look like they're in the same movie. Yeah. Or like. I watched Blade Trinity. It can't be worse than that. Yeah.
0: Or they could even do the Liz and the Bluebird parts still animated because it's a book.
1: Yeah, that would work. Because, like, before this, I watched the first episode of Miss Marvel and they have, like, animated stuff going on as she's, Mm -hmm. like, walking down the street and stuff. Like, you see animated stuff on the buildings as she walks by. Yeah. They could do something like that. That's cool. I need to watch this show. I love, I love Kamala Khan. I need to watch this show. The first episode was really fun. By the time everyone's listening to this, the show will be over. And I'm guessing you and I both will have watched it all. Uh-huh. I hope so. It's the only Disney thing I'll ever watch while it's coming out. Did you ever watch Loki? No. I should have made that a stipulation of me doing this podcast that you needed to watch Loki <laughs> before you made me watch anime. It's so funny because I read all the Loki comics that
0: like the show Loki is based around, so I, I really should watch it. But <laughs> Anyway. I'll do that. I'll do that before we're done with this. Well, not no, I won't be... I'll do it
1: before we've done releasing this show. How about that? Okay. Well see if that actually happens but i think a live action version of this i mean the movie's only an hour and a half so it's not long Mm -hmm. so i think you could pull it off and it wouldn't be like too slow for live action yeah
0: i think that it would be possible but this movie is so dependent on how the characters talk how the characters move and how the director has captured that feeling and how the music, like, builds around it. And with animation, the director has a vision and everyone executes on that, like, with precision. Like, it's drawn, you know? Like, there's no gesture that wasn't meant to happen. But when you come into live action, the actor has to carry, like, the burden of all of that a lot of the time. Like, the director can have opinions and the director can, like, give suggestions. But at the end of the day, it's up to that actor to make like the choices and the movements with their body that really have the same payoff. And I think that this movie is so focused on those little moments and those little glances and those little gestures that I it would take a lot of really talented people to pull it off.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I would watch a live action version of
0: this. Yeah. It'd be like three Andrew Garfields on screen You need three Andrew Garfields to carry all the little motions of a tick tick boom slash a live action Liz in the Bluebird.
1: Uh, God. If Andrew Garfield was in it, I would watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who he would be, though. He could be the music teacher. He's going to be the band director. (laughs) (laughs) That would get me to watch it. That's one thing I love about this movie. Barely any men. So
0: you don't get their, like, annoying high school boy opinions. You've just got... Also, like, they didn't do any of the catty,
1: like, high school girl stuff. Like, everyone's just good. Except for the trumpet player. Except for the trumpet player, but she's just a brat. She's just a trumpet player. That's fair. (laughs) I don't think I knew any trumpet players. I actually Uh. have absolutely no clue what any of my band friends played. (laughs) Like, absolutely no clue.
0: That makes sense, because it's like astrology. Like, if you're not invested in astrology, then if someone says they're, like, a Sagittarius, you're like, cool, I don't know what that means. But if you're, like, in band and you're like, oh, they're a trumpet player. And you're like, of course you're a trumpet player.
1: I'm a Sagittarius, and I still don't know what that means, because... Anytime I see anything about it, I'm like, this is, this makes no sense. This is all inaccurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Adjusts glasses. Well, Deanna, you have to look up your full birth chart. And then once you
0: look up your full birth chart, no, don't do any of that. I wouldn't even know how to do any of that. Fair. So since I asked you to focus on show, don't tell in this, I was wondering if there were any scenes where they weren't talking that like stuck out to you, just where you could like understand what people were thinking and feeling without
1: literally any time they were sitting across the room from each other i was like this is painful can we stop
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah it is painful when they like there's that scene where they like look at each other nozomi's looking at mizore and then when mizore finally like looks back to like wave or something
1: nozomi's like giving her the cold shoulder like not looking at her and that hurt me I do not understand this <laughs> at all. I think that's why I read some of the other stuff the way I did. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "What is she doing?" Because like Missouri tried to do the hug thing one or two times before mm-hmm. it actually happened, and Nozomi just like straight up said "haha" and walked away <laughs> like one of the time. Yeah,
0: Nozomi the first time was like, "Here, hug me." Just kidding. It was a joke. I'm joking. Yeah. And then- i was
1: like that that th- is so weird people are weird
0: i'm like i'm gonna be like nozomi's biggest like defender and i was the last time i watched it with my friends too but i'm i'm nozomi's biggest defender because i also am an idiot but um, <laughs> she does this thing at one point where she asks her friend like you go i think it was like is missouri avoiding me and it's so funny that she asks that cuz it's like no you're clearly avoiding her what
1: are you talking about Yeah I was like that makes absolutely no sense at all Yeah the fact that she's just projecting
0: all those things and it's like she feels bad she sees her friend is talented she doesn't want to get left behind so she's going to be the one to do the leaving behind and like all stuff like that I'm just like I know you're a teen but calm down like it's fine nobody's calm in high
1: school. No, no one is.
0: We're all terrible. I really like, I mean, they do the whole disjoint-joint thing in the movie, but at the start of it, when they... I love, one, that they time, like, their steps with the music a lot of the time throughout the movie, but Uh two, that in the beginning when they're walking together, it's, like, slightly out of step. So it's kind of off with the music and it's kind of off with each other. But then at the end of the movie, they're like walking in sync and they're walking to the beat of the music and I feel like that is some really good
1: hit you over the head symbolism <laughs> it's funny because like stuff like that happens like if we would play music during basketball practice mm-hmm. you would end up bouncing the ball in sync with the music yeah it's human nature I mean I was in marching band so I I also got extra trained to do it but like yeah but it's just like an instinctive thing, too. So then it's, like, noticeable when it's off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It sticks out like a sore thumb. Mm
0: -hmm. So the sound effects in this movie, they did something similar to the sound hunting thing. They recorded all of the, like, performances of the music, like, on location at a school so that it would have the same, like, reverb and stuff. The director, uh, Yamada, took Ushio, the music guy, to a school with her so that she could like take notes on like locations and how the rooms and and he brought a little recording thing with him and would occasionally try and record sounds and he's got like interviews where he talks about like he would have to stop because she'd start laughing at him so he'd be like getting the sound of like footsteps on the ground or like some like zipper or pencils and then or like he'd be tapping something and recording it and then she would just start laughing and he'd be like well now I can't use this That would be infuriating. (laughs) They had fun, though. That's fun. I sent you an email with an image, but don't open... Have you opened the image yet? Because don't. No. Okay, so in Aizouken, there's a point where Kanamori asks Asakosa a question, and she has... She, like, imagines herself with, like, a beard and an apron, and she crosses her arms, and she's like, well, you see, Kanamori, when you've directed a couple things like I have. Did you get that reference? Did you see what that was? that they were doing was it supposed to be a miyazaki thing yeah it was so i took a picture of miyazaki and her next to each other and i'll post it on twitter um at <laughs> geek underscore Gaiden. but
1: yeah that's great uh
0: it's so good it's such a good little homage to him
1: i didn't think anything of it when it happened mm-hmm. but you pointing it out i was like oh i think i know what that is <laughs> yeah it's really cute. I love it. Even though I've only seen, like, a few pictures of Miyazaki. You've seen enough. Yeah. He sticks with you. He's
0: got, like, an iconic face for some reason. Uh-huh. He cultivated his brand well. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 move on from Liz and the Bluebird's world of makes Deanna sad. I wasn't sad. I was stressed out. Stressed out. Okay. Okay. Like, a stressed response. It was stressful. It was very distressing. <laughs> It also felt like very private, like we shouldn't be watching this because it's like their business. They like shot it and made the music that way. So you're like, oh, this is this is not for me. This is their private moment. Anyway,
1: stressful. What are we going to do next time, Deanna? We are going to watch episode 11. That's how numbers work. This was 10. Next is 11. Mm -hmm. Each other's existence. Is that really the name of the episode? I think so.
0: Each other's existence. And what media am I making you watch along with
1: that? The movie we are watching is On Gaku, Our Sound, which I looked up this movie Uh because I wanted to see if it was streaming anywhere. And I already forgot the answer to that. So I'm going to have to look it up again. But it definitely looked like a kind of different animation style from a lot of the stuff we have watched so far. Completely different animation style. So I'm way more excited for this than I am about what we just watched. (laughs) <laughs> good and your homework for
0: this is just the next two things we're watching we just think about the importance of taking a break and chilling mm. and like getting things done is important but maybe it's
1: also important to take time to like recenter <laughs> look janice i took a 12-day vacation Earlier this year, Mm -hmm. I will not take a vacation for another three years, probably. Well, when I made the themes for these episodes, you had not
0: yet gone on vacation, so that's my bad, (laughs)
1: but... That was too long of a vacation. Probably so. Anyway, a little break, even just like a day, is good, though. I took last weekend off, and I should not have, (laughs) because this week was a nightmare. Yeah. All right. So, I feel like you're going to get called out a lot, but I believe in you. What else is new? (laughs)
0: In the Guiding Geekdom is a spinoff of Welcome to Geekdom by our host, Deanna Chapman. Check out her YouTube channel for more opinions on general geekery. Our intro and outro music is by Associations. Do yourself a favor and go to associations.bandcamp.com to listen to more of their stuff. For a multimedia experience with links and images, follow us on Twitter at geek underscore